Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line on the future of women's awakening, fulfillment and success with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta. Hello, this is Beyond the Bottom Line, a monthly exploration about women's awakening and fulfillment so that all women may reach their full potential by being their full feminine selves. I'm joined in the studio by Didi Ananda Rashmika, and today we're talking about the ideals that have been imposed on us. Now, this is something that I find really interesting because most of us, I dare to say, really don't realize that a lot of ideals have been imposed on us. We think that our beliefs, our values are our own, but often they come from outside sources, whether it's our family, whether it's um, the schools we've been to, whether it's our colleagues at work, whether it's just the, the norms of society. But frequently, we're not really aware that it's not our own self and our own vision that we're behaving, that we're talking with, that we're looking at. So, Didi, what do you think about that? Do you think that um, this is something a lot of people have a challenge with? Do you think it's something that's quite common? What, what, what's your vision? What's your view? Absolutely. Um, because especially when we grow up in a society or in, a, in an environment or in a neighborhood, which is um, very similar to, for example, my family, I may not question anything that I've been, um, I've been taught to believe. And with the best intentions, it's nothing. I don't think anyone, any family would teach things like, well, you know, um, I'm going to teach you this and you're going to have lots of trouble with this later on. Um, but when we believe what we automatically as kids believe what are, what is, what is normal and right in our family. And if the the larger environment, um, of society, of neighborhood, school environment confirms the same, then those kind of belief systems get more ingrained. Mm -hmm. So, um, without challenging those, without the opportunity to challenge those, um, we miss out on seeing a broader picture than what we've been given from the very beginning. So I think, indeed, many times we're not aware until we come to a situation where our belief system, system which, we believe, which we thought to be solid, rock, rock solid, yeah. um, to, to not be the only one and to not be automatically assumed by everybody else. And it, it, there's many other ways of doing things, which is a bit of a psychic shock. At first. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of psychic shock or psychic clash um, is what drives our progress, really. Yes. And I know, well, the two points spring up from that. One is um, the title of this program that we do, Beyond the Bottom Line. Yeah. I think if we have ideals that have been imposed on us and we're not aware of mm -hmm. which ones are our own and which ones come from outside sources mm -hmm. then it's very difficult to actually go beyond the bottom line because yep. traditionally well not traditionally but normally the bottom line is what people measure by 
So yep. for any of us who want to go a little bit further, we do need to know much more about ourselves and mm -hmm. to find our true beliefs, our true values, what really does come from us. Um, mm -hmm. Which leads on to my other point, which is about freedom. Because mm -hmm. as I'm sure you know, and I'm sure anyone who's been listening before knows, I'm absolutely obsessed with finding freedom and true freedom and what freedom really is. Um, and for me, freedom is in our thoughts before anything else. We have to be free to think what we want to think, why we want to think it, how we want to think it. And I think a lot of this is linked to the ideals that are imposed on us and mm -hmm. to the way we view going beyond the bottom line. So mm -hmm. for me, if we haven't got that true freedom in our head the real total freedom we can't really make objective decisions or choose where we want to go or our path because we're still cluttered up with something that comes from the ideals that have been imposed on us i am not sure how um to which level we can be completely free from what we have been taught um, we can learn to question we can try to find other ways and everything like this but well supposedly Einstein said like the last thing a fish will discover is water like something that's always around us yeah take for granted and um, but within within that sense of freedom I think <clears throat> something you said earlier about um, this thing of beyond the bottom line, because if we, if we, for example, this ideal that you need to get a good job that pays well, so that you can have your house, your family, and everything well established, right? That's that's one thing that is very strongly taught in our culture, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but what many will find is that following all of that, doing everything that is they're supposed to be doing, might find that he or she. Is not happy yeah so um, freedom is important but I think the key um, what do you call it the arrow has to be towards the happiness yeah because uh, at the end of the day when you ask people what do they want okay freedom too because freedom gives that happiness if the freedom doesn't give me happiness the freedom doesn't mean anything to me <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so I, I agree. Freedom of thought and we have to question things that don't work for us and, you know, have to have the ability to change the things that we want to change. But uh, the happiness being the key point and, and our thought of um, or our point behind the title of Beyond the Bottom Line is that there is much more that can give us happiness than this bottom line that we've always been taught to, to go for, to reach, to, yes. to achieve, to attain. Yeah. Right. Yes, and um, especially in the in terms of um, our special uh, framework of uh, of women, is on top of all the um, conditioning regarding career, um, what kind of professions are more status worthy, social capital, yeah. um, what kind of job is more important? We have another an additional challenge, which which is the ideals that have been imposed on what it is to be a good girl or good woman. Yes. And um, if this good girl thing was emphasized a lot, and of course, 
I, I, um, I assume that most people would know a good girl. What I mean to say with this good girl is like, you know, you adjust to this, you adjust to this, and you, you have this kind of responsibility, and then you're a good girl. Like, um, which may have stifled some uh, personal opinion earlier on. Yeah. Or uh, which there are very good qualities to be able to adjust, to accept, to have responsibility. But at the same time, this own voice, your opinion is important. You can achieve what you want to achieve. You, you know, all this um, more, more empowering stuff has to be balanced with all that responsibility. Not just be responsible, like um, be uh, accepting just boys will be boys but girls have to be responsible i mean not not just that right yeah so i think we have an additional challenge with um uh, the career um ideals is the ideals of of what it is to be feminine ideal feminine is ideal femininity yes um I mean, we, we've moved on in the meantime. We're in 2018, but I read a book of the 1980s, mm-hmm. which uh, surprisingly is still very relevant. Um, but it, it referred to a, um, a research done among about 90 um, professionals in the psychology field, and they were asked to write a list of healthy attributes of men, he- uh, attributes of a healthy woman and attributes of a healthy human. Yeah. For a man, they had a list of 37. Yeah. For women, they had a list of 11. And the, the human ones were pretty much the same as the male ones. Oh, really? Well, now, of course, I'm talking 1980. But yes. um, many of us were born before 1980. Yes, me included. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and, and what, what you could see is that those 11 were very, far, very often the opposite of the male ones Um, really and yes like a man is independent a woman has need for companionship Uh, he is very logical she is more emotional right now there may even be truths to all of this right i'm not here to deny that women are more emotional than men but the way it was stated that then the ideal human is basically like the ideal man and we are the opposite i mean it was a book on self-esteem um, <laughs> well, and, I think they're wrong. <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but basically, if this is what is um, what is kind of the, the 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 way of thinking of these mental health professionals, yeah, right. And then, of course, there is many many problems that come out of this. But um, basically, it's a, a lose lose situation that if a woman follows what is expected from her in that kind of society in that era. Yeah. Right. If she follows that, and she'll be obedient, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, um, and that's not valued in the society, means she's still a nothing, even though yeah. she's a good wife, a good woman, yeah. a good right. Yeah. If she would go against it, she would be branded unfeminine. Yes. So I think the whole um, idea of what is what femininity is, or how how to what is the ideal or maybe there is no ideal what is your ideal at least you know mm. the ideals yes to general well, what is your ideal because a lot of us also your experience my experience when we've worked in a male dominated workplace um that feminine aspect has to be put aside in order to be com- competing in that kind of environment yeah and then i may find i can't be happy there yes yeah right 
So that's another clash. Yeah. But if the, your ideal, if the ideal you're pursuing is like, yeah, but I need a good job and I need to be able to make it because when I become a manager, then I've made it. Yeah. Um, and that goes at the expense of your happiness. Yeah. It's time to review those ideals. Yeah. If you, if you have to throw out anything of your own, um, okay, let's say uh, a woman who is more compassionate, co seeking cooperation and everything like this, is something which is very, 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 very important part of female nature and which is excellent in mothers. Mm -hmm. it, that's not recognized in the workplace necessarily, but it's at the same time what the world needs so much. Yes. We can't continue um, running the world as if it's a corporation where we can just, you know, get rid of things we don't need. We, we have one planet and we're not looking after it. Yeah. We have a greater crisis in mental health than ever before. All the information is available to everybody, but we have more people depressed and... and I mean, you know, like we don't have to go into all the dark sides of the world at the moment to know that it needs improving. And what it needs is more of this femininity. Yes. Yeah. And so how do you think we can really dig down about ideals to see which ones um are our own choice and which ones have been imposed you know whether it's about the the social um community that's around us or the social norms that are around us whether mm. it's about ourselves as women you know as in women yeah. outside of work the the mothers the sisters the daughters the friends the whatever mm -hmm. or whether it's about women in relation to their careers or even men you know i'm sure mm. there's a few men who are listening in as well who are just as interested about this as all of our our women yeah. colleagues but yeah. how do you think we can start to dig down and discover what really is us personally and what comes from outside and once we've discovered that whether sh we should try and change it just for ourselves as individuals or whether we should try and spread the word more to other people to try and give them the the same awareness because a lot of the time when we're thinking about ideals it can either be like a group thought or it mm. can be an individual um but with what we're talking about, particularly becoming aware of what's being imposed on us and what is our own free thought, mm -hmm. I would say a large percentage of the population isn't really aware of any of this at all. So once we have found out how we can open ourselves more to the way we think about this, mm -hmm. should we then also spread the word or should we just keep it to ourselves and not try to do too much propaganda. I mean, I like spreading the word personally because when I believe in <laughs> really? something, I just bang on about it. Right? Okay. Okay. Um, one, one comment regarding men. Indeed, actually, when we're talking about all of this, um, 
I I always emphasize with people I'm not I'm not saying anything against men. I'm rather there's things that I don't want to accept or continue regarding the systems of domination or patriarchy or everything like this. And I think many men are, um, well, victim is a strong word, but of the same system. If a man wants to be at home to spend more time with the family, but the ideal is you should work and provide for the family and the rest is not important, leave it up. That is not fair either. So yes, the ideals are imposed on all of us and to create a better society, all of us have to be free from that also. Yeah. I think one way to discover what the pro- your programming is, is listen to when you criticize others and when you criticize yourself mm-hmm. and write it down. Mm-hmm. Because um, most of the time we're repeating something that we've heard a hundred times or a thousand times before when we were little. Yes. When we're criticizing the neighbor, the colleague, yeah. someone on the street, what they look like or whatever, right? Yes. Or... Um, <laughs> For example, if you see someone who's not very nice, but he's becoming very rich, and it's like you see the rich always have, um, mm. or you know, they're always the, the bad guys, right? Or, and the yeah. poor are, are holy people. It's not yeah. like that. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but if that is something, you know, when, you, when you're criticizing someone who's rich and not very friendly. Yeah. Um, uh, you probably repeating conditioning you've received yeah. before. Yeah. The same about uh, yourself. When you're criticizing yourself, where does mm. the criticism come from? Usually it's from things that have been imposed. Yeah. Right? So it's very good to listen to. A criticism, our critical voice can be very useful. We can mm. learn to understand ourselves. Yes. You know, we would think it's something bad. No, well, we have it, so let's just work with it let's just use it for something that that can be good for us yeah um i think the critical voice because criticism usually comes from somewhere deep inside not necessarily from my conscious mind and from being present in the situation (laughs) yeah Yeah. right yeah um another another um it's it's very good to use that critical voice to understand yourself better and it's um byron katie who's developed this um, process called the work yes and she wrote a book about it loving what is um, excellent book. Says, like, when you're having a problem with people and yeah. you write or, or with a person and you write all these things down she has a certain system for that um, and then you use it in, to understand yourself and what is your medicine because you yeah. can't change what's already happening um, and she says at the beginning of that exercise Please be as critical as you want. We've been told our whole life not to be critical, but it's still what we're best at. Don't try to be spiritual here. You know? yes. And whenever I read that instruction, it makes me smile because it's true. Yep. It's like, no, 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 we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, but we still do. So use it to understand yourself better. Yep. Yep. And uh, regarding whether the change is indiv- should be individual or collective, well, I hope over time it will be more and more collective movement. Because only individual, wow, that's going to take a long time, right? Mm. But of course, it should start from the individual. Yeah. And what I've noticed um, with some drastic changes, of course, I've gone through in, in, over the years, um, or sometimes very suddenly, is when I allow myself to be free from, for example, certain conditioning or certain ideals or for example when i to give you an example when i left my phd 
several people told me, I wished I could do the same. Yes. And I'm like, well, you can. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know, but, you know, because um, conditioning or fear or not wanting to sacrifice what it would take um, to do that. But it's when, but because I did it and people say, ah, oh, yes, well, actually, I want that too. And then if someone has the capacity, the opportunity, the strength, whatever, it's, it's basically if I'm being myself, the other people around me would feel more free to be themselves too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of almost like you allow that space. Yes. So the same, if I, if I question my, the ideals that have been imposed on me in the past, um, I help others to stop questioning that too. Yeah. So it starts from the individual, but it has to go to the collective. And of course, if we have a larger platform, like we are speaking now, we're not just talking the two of us, but there's people yeah. listening. Yes. We can affect more people because ideally we would create a world in where that imposition is not going to limit people from the yeah. beginning. They later on have to fight against. Yes. It's, it's interesting with you giving the example of your leaving your PhD. Mm. Um, because the other day I was speaking to a childhood friend, you know, we grew up together from, oh, I don't know, we were in nappies together basically. <laughs> um, and she stayed in the area that we're from. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't know, we, we both, well, yeah, she stayed pretty much in the area that we're from. I think she went to London for a short period and then she went back to the same area. Mm. Whereas I've been living and working, I think it's seven countries so far. Mm -hmm. um, and I've taken my kids with me. I've taken my husband's with me. You know, I've, it's just been a totally different path to the path that she had. Um, and the other day she was saying, oh God, you know, I've never done anything. I've always stayed here. I've never really tried mm. to move out. And obviously she felt upset or almost mm. like she was lacking because mm. of that. Um, whereas I was thinking, God, she's so lucky. She knows what she wants. She knows what she's doing. She's so mm. stable. <laughs> she's free. She doesn't have to always worry about this, 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 and this. Mm. Um, and with what you're now saying about the leaving your PhD and things like that, sometimes I think with the, the choices and the ideals, it's almost like the grass is always greener on the other side. And it's not. It's just from the ideals that we've grown up with, mm -hmm. some of us, like for me, traveling around the world, my family thought that was completely normal, completely acceptable. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, there was never any doubt or hesitation or criticism. Mm -hmm. It was a normal thing to do. Whereas for my friend, it wasn't. It would have been something really difficult to do. And mm -hmm. so I've never felt particularly brave or courageous or that mm -hmm. I was doing something different mm -hmm. by traveling around the world mm -hmm. so I think you leaving your PhD was a big step and a mm -hmm. big choice um, mm -hmm. but sometimes things that seem a brave step to others mm -hmm. it isn't and this is really coming back to the fact of the the ideals that are imposed on us so mm -hmm. for me moving around wasn't anything special 
-hmm. you know it was great fun it was lovely but it wasn't a difficult decision it wasn't Mm -hmm. me making a adventurous choice or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. um so sometimes I think we need to go beyond looking at what others have done um and as you say think back to the the critical voice Mm. um and see where it's coming from Mm -hmm. because we're all so different and we all have such different backgrounds even with within the idea of the programming that we've received it Mm -hmm. can be totally different um and we get very hung up on what other people are doing or what other people have done Mm. and we think that we're not good enough or with we think that we have to do this or we have to do that because we think that we're lacking if we don't Mm. but just taking the example of me and my childhood friend Mm. um she thinks she's lacking because she didn't do what i did but she comes from a totally different way of programming and she'd never thought that what i did wasn't actually breaking the mold and wasn't being different it was what my family does so i was actually being very normal for my family and yeah. um, and sometimes we put ourselves under extra pressure because we see what other people have done well this comparison we, thing yeah is something that is um never helpful i mean it's not it's not helpful it's not it's not useful especially when on top of that we're not we're feeling not good enough yeah um because for her background it would have been a huge step to do that yes and she wasn't shown that way or that wasn't normal and she followed something else um which probably reflected the ideals that were taught to her from a young age yes the important thing is to um accept the choices that we've made yes and if she still wants to travel do it you know like um um this thing of not feeling good enough it just struck me now what you said what i've noticed is that it's much much stronger in um, societies that are predominantly christian yes exactly and um i've lived in countries where where christians are a minority um but this idea of not being good enough of this guilt feeling of this well almost sinner complex unfortunately is a side effect of the religious ideas in the society even if the family is not particularly religious Um, so if someone would feel that it's like you still it's never too late to do something you want to do yeah moreover i think um, with the change in the society at the moment, it's very no- it's much more normal to travel far and it's much more affordable. People visit other countries more often. So what's happening possibly to your friend is that she is seeing that much more. When she was maybe uh, in her 30s, that was still not that common. Yeah. But seeing now that everybody's traveling and she hasn't, looking back, yeah. you know, it's yes. worse than when she was actually young. Yes. Yeah. Now it is so common. Yeah, and the people half her age would have traveled much more than she has. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so what? it's it's a pity sometimes to to see that that uh, someone would have certain regrets in life because of following what they were supposed to follow. Yeah, following the beaten path that was shown to them. 
But yeah. I would say it's never too late to change that though. Yes. Yeah. And so what would you advise? Let, let's finish this with some helpful tips. What would you advise people do <laughs> to start thinking about whether the ideals have been imposed? I know you talked about the, the critical voice, which I think is uh, really the, the yes. key, the first key to becoming aware. Then what would you follow that with? Yeah. What would you do next? Well, when, once you become aware, like let's say someone f- becomes aware of the things that they have been following kind of blindly, unconsciously, um, which is not really what makes them happy or what's not really what they stand for. Uh, then the next thing is to figure out what is it what you stand for? Yeah. What is it, which your, your conditioning, which you didn't like or you didn't agree with anymore, can be a guideline because it's usually something on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and then uh, to, to take small steps to do things more in line with what you really stand for. Yeah. And that will give you energy to then, you know, um, take more and more of that on in what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And to free your Because mind. if it is something that is really congruent with you, it will give you energy. Yes. Yes. So for me, that really is the first steps towards freedom. You know, me and my freedom. So I think what you've suggested, the, the way of finding it, the way of um, moving towards your own ideals um, really is a great start along the road towards freedom. Do you agree? Towards happiness too. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. <laughs> thank you very much, Didi. And thank you everybody for Pleasure. listening in. Don't forget you can hear us each first Wednesday of the month here on Women Up Radio. And we support strongly Didi's project, Mujer Despierta because that really is what all of us are trying to do, awaken ourselves as women. Lovely having you on the the programme, Didi, and speak to you next month. Welcome to Beyond the Bottom Line, on the future of women's awakening, fulfilment and success, with Anna Letitia Cook of Women Up Limited and Didi Ananda Rashmika of Mujer Despierta. 